There have been no shortage of calls for a civil war from Republicans and their media cohorts over the past couple of years. A brief look at Tim Pool's Twitter account will tell you all that you need to know. I mean, here's a quick compilation of tweets gathered by the Chuds of TikTok account, which was gathered well before the latest drama started to unfold. He, uh, he really wants one. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Why does everyone else get a civil war and not me, Tim Pool? Well, uh, what, what's happening now at the southern border might actually be the first real step that Republican-led states are taking towards a modern civil war. Not that we think it would actually ever play out like that, but they're definitely circling their wagons and putting out official statements of support that fly in the face of an order passed down by the Supreme Court, which is obviously ridiculous considering how swift they all were to lock down abortion access when Roe v. Wade was repealed. Yeah, which is it? No, do we love the Supreme Court or do we ignore the Supreme Court? It's almost like they want to pick and choose what they like and dislike when it comes to federal laws in the exact same way that they pick and choose what to acknowledge or ignore in the Bible and Christianity. I'm seeing some parallels here. It is interesting. I mean, look, look I'm with them part of the way here. The, the Supreme Court does suck. Yeah, <laughs> we can all agree I on that. I figured you wouldn't agree with me on that because uh, you have it completely stacked with like Christian fascists, yeah. but I mean, I guess there's still a couple women and minorities <laughs> in there. <laughs> That's what they're counting so, on. Yeah. Uh, so let's just get rid of it. Yeah. Fuck it. But yeah, the issues at the southern border of the United States, primarily in the state of Texas, go much deeper than, than just this most recent battle between the state and federal government because seemingly at the behest of presidential nominee Donald Trump, Republicans, both locally and in Washington, D.C., have appeared to intentionally delay any federal support for border protections. Now, the implication here is that Republicans want to manufacture a crisis at the southern border and then blame it on the current president and use that as a tactic to get Trump elected so he can fix the problem that they are causing yes. by blocking the funding that would secure the border. Funding that has bipartisan support that they've been working on for a very long time and have finally reached an agreement on uh, and uh, now all of a sudden they're like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Remember that Trump guy? Uh, it turns out he's now the front runner and is very upset with us for moving forward on any kind of... I know how to fix this. Uh -huh. Two walls. <laughs> yeah. Two walls. Yeah, exactly. But putting aside our own thoughts on the U.S.-Mexico border, the Biden administration has essentially caved to the demands of Republicans in the Senate... Uh, they've tied aid for Ukraine to a border deal and approved of a bill with bipartisan support that would provide funding for U.S. border protections. What else do you want? This was what the Republicans wanted. The governing bodies were able to come to an agreement on how it would work. And as of Monday of this week, it seemed as though it had a, a good chance of actually passing. But this deal would damage one of Trump's biggest talking points, which is that Biden is soft on the border and he's just letting people waltz right in. Drugs they're, in hand. They're moonwalking right across that border. And uh, just bringing, you know, thousands of pounds of fentanyl and meth with them. And everyone claps when they when they make it across. It ain't right. And the Border Patrol, they're like, I wish I could do something about Biden this. Biden told me not to. Uh, I can't do anything. Yeah, Biden took away my gun. I so mean, I can't. All of that, none of that's true in the first place. And it's always been outrageous to see Republicans in particular throw their hands in the air and complain about things like drugs coming over the border anytime there's a huge drug bust at the border. 
They'll literally bust drug runners at the border, seizing thousands upon thousands of pounds worth of drugs, which really makes it seem like border security is operating as intended. And that's despite statements from Republicans that are mind-bogglingly incoherent. Also, like, uh, you know, women and children crossing over with, like, a fucking knapsack. Those aren't the traffickers. You know, they're not carrying a back a backpack a Dora the Explorer backpack full of fentanyl across the Sonora Desert and no. swimming across the Rio Grande with it. Come on. But here's two insane examples of using the success of Customs and Border Patrol busting drug smugglers as a way to attack the current administration. Customs and Border Patrol seized enough fentanyl to kill the entire U.S. population <laughs> seven times over at the border this year. When will Biden prioritize the safety of Americans? We need to hashtag build the wall. But they, they confiscated it. Yeah. Here's one. Over 800 pounds of fentanyl were seized at our southern border in October. This is Biden's border crisis. But they seized it. Yeah. And this is that is, what you want? This is without mentioning that when it comes to drug smuggling, as Elliot pointed out, a majority of drug smuggling happens at legal ports of entry. So a wall, as they put it, would yet again be a completely pointless and outrageous waste of money. We need a wall that goes like 100 miles out. So that the Baja California, it's just way harder to get a boat around. They got to use more gas. Yeah, but back to the immigration side of things and how the Trump campaign is playing into it. From a recent article in Vox. For months, many in the GOP have insisted they could only support further aid to Ukraine if it was paired with tougher border security measures to address that crisis. So President Joe Biden accepted their conditions, giving up Democrats' longtime demands on immigration and conceding much of what the right wanted. And as recently as Monday, a bipartisan deal seemed near. But now, Republicans may be backing out. Not because of the substance of the deal, but because it might hurt Donald Trump's chances of retaking the White House. That's what Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told Republican senators in a closed-door meeting, according to Jake Sherman of Punchbowl News, saying the politics had put them in a quandary. When we started this, the border united us and Ukraine divided us. McConnell, who is a million years old, said per Sherman. But he went on. The politics on this have changed. The issue is that the nominee, Trump, wants to campaign on immigration. We don't want to do anything to undermine him. I'm he, assuming there was like five minute pauses between all those words. Where he but, just zoned yeah, out. Yeah. Then. So yeah, he admitted. And anyways, that brings us to Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, one of the few wheelchair-bound people that it's morally okay to make fun of. Yep. Greg Abbott, who refuses to stand during the national anthem and whose hatred of migrants is so overwhelmingly bloodthirsty that he had the Texas National Guard install razor wire along the Texas-Mexico border in addition to large buoys with what are essentially circular saw blades connecting them, that guy uh, yeah. doesn't think that we can go far enough. He's the the H.H. H. Holmes of the uh, southern border. He was also the one that uh, was quoted... Uh, talking about how they would shoot people at the border, but then Biden would get upset. Yeah, people... Uh, They'd say we were murdering they, Everyone's so woke and sensitive about shooting people, unarmed people just for crossing a border. It's, 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 it's gone woke. Yeah, well, Cancel culture's gone woke. On Monday of this week, even the Trump-appointed conservative-leaning Supreme Court said that the razor wire, it's, a, it's probably a little too psychotic, and they voted to allow federal agents to remove the, quote, dangerous and inhumane razor wire. And this ruling caused Abbott to announce that he would metaphorically stand in opposition <laughs> to the ruling, which was obviously ironic considering how juiced he was over the repeal of abortion rights for women in his state, as we previously mentioned. Uh, and we've seen already some pretty horrific repercussions for that. 
Um, yeah, he was real quick to abide by that ruling, but has just shown his ass by deciding that he doesn't like this one and will continue doing whatever he wants. Here's more on his statement and the fallout from ABC News. Texas officials responded to the decision, including Governor Greg Abbott, who wrote, this is not over on X, as he vowed to keep preventing the Biden administration from destroying the state's property. This is not over. Texas's razor wire is an effective deterrent to the illegal crossings Biden encourages. I will continue to defend Texas's constitutional authority to secure the border and prevent the Biden admin from destroying our property, he wrote. Uh, he, in there, he's, that Biden endorses the illegal border crossing, which right. is also factually incorrect. And yes, this is the same thing that we saw uh, in 2020 with the migrant caravan stuff, which as you'll remember, completely disappeared after the election. Right. This yeah. is the same brand of fear-mongering that they use every single election and people fall for every single time. Hordes of Mexicans. Yes. They're at the gates. It's the same way that they have taken, as you've seen in the memes the past two weeks, taken the critical race theory chip out of uh, boomers' minds and replaced it with the DEI chip. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, and then like well, with the uh, the whole Israel thing, like they it took them like I don't know ten minutes to be like Hamas is going to be crossing the southern border. Mm -hmm. What is Joe Biden going to do about the Hamas terrorists crossing the southern border? And it's like also every time serious. they speak about uh, a a protest that asks for a ceasefire in Gaza, it is always from the Republican side and and, and sometimes from Democrats as well, uh, referred to as pro-Hamas rallies, yeah, I, which is I, factually incorrect. It's not just Republicans, it's the majority of Democrats. Yeah. I hate this country, but it's where I fucking live. Uh, so it continues. The case is one of many ongoing disputes between the Biden administration and Texas when it comes to the Southwest border and immigration policy. The Department of Homeland Security recently threatened to take action against the state for allegedly blocking Customs and Border Protection's access to the Shelby Park area in Eagle Pass, Texas. They're literally blocking CBP from doing their job. DHS accused Texas of refusing access to the border on January 12th when a group of migrants were attempting to cross the border and three individuals drowned. On Thursday, House Speaker Mike Johnson backed his fellow Republican in his escalating battle with the White House. I stand with Governor Abbott. The House will do everything in its power to back him up, Johnson posted on X. The Supreme Court justices did not elaborate on their order, but it was seen as meaning federal border agents could resume full control of the contested border area while litigation continues. Despite that, Texas DPS spokesperson Lieutenant Chris Olivares posted video of Texas National Guard reinforcing some of the barriers along the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass on Thursday. Texas DPS and the Texas Military Department will continue to hold the line, he said. So this moment was seized upon by Republican lawmakers and Republican governors of other states who seem to be frothing at the idea of this causing a new civil war. Yeah, you got fucking Greg Johnfort up in Montana. Oh, Montana's so, got your back. So many Mexicans flooding into, the, into Montana. Shut up. Shut up, Greg, Ugh. you fucking city slicker. From you carpetbagger. <laughs> From the New Republic, at least 25 Republican governors have declared their support for Abbott, including Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey, and Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. The Biden administration has turned every state into a border state. We must stop the flow of fentanyl, save lives, and secure our southern border, Youngkin posted on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. There it is. Texas, you can count on Alabama to have your back, Ivey says. 
So they're basically pushing in all of their chips and waiting to see what the Biden administration will do in response, hoping that whatever the response is, it will be seen negatively from voters in the lead up to this year's election, which would, again, benefit one person in particular, Donald Trump. It, it is weird, though, because like... A lot of these states, it's like that state was never going to go for Biden in the first place. You, you're wasting a lot of energy here. They're, they're, yes, they have like no risk in putting this uh, statement out. Yeah. It's, it is just wild to see like the map of states that are like, hey, you know what? Fuck the federal government and fuck the Supreme Court. We're going to side with Abbott and fan the flames of what this is actually doing. So interesting. Uh, but even some members of the GOP are speaking out against the tactic, though it's ones that are already persona non grata in the MAGA movement. For instance, here's a recent clip of Senator Mitt Romney spelling this out as plainly as possible to reporters this week. Well, I, I think I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. And someone running for president ought to try and get the uh, you know the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, save that problem. Don't solve it. Uh, let me take credit for solving it later. So Civil War. Uh, throw two. that on the pile of 2024. It's, yeah, cool. Well, he's not, Biden's not going to do shit about this. He's going to fold like a cheap suit. I, I don't know. Because like, basically any statement he puts out is going to be the wrong one. To, like You don't make it, a statement. You just send the Predator drones up there and put on the sunglasses. And eat some ice cream. And eat some ice cream. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do, we, who's today's General Sherman? We need a General Sherman for the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, moving over to some good... AI news. What? Those two things don't go together. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. I, I guess if you want to call it that. You may have noticed on this website that you're currently using YouTube, it, it, it's also not safe from some of those scam ads that are placed before videos as pre-rolls. It's honestly baffling that some of these ads can even make it onto the platform automatically, seemingly without being screened by anyone, human or otherwise. Some of the most recent examples are created by AI, which uses celebrity manipulation to sell people on products that they wouldn't otherwise purchase. Mm -hmm. Well, YouTube is actually doing something about this, uh, though many would consider it to be too little, too late, mm -hmm. which is, that's the name of the game for, yep. for YouTube. Uh, 404 Media, which is great, you should go to the link and subscribe to them. Uh, they conducted an investigation into these scam ads, which has apparently resulted in the platform removing at least a thousand videos that were AI scam ads. And here's some more from their reporting. YouTube says that it is aware that its platform is being plastered with AI-generated ads in which celebrities unknowingly pitch scams, and that it is working on ways to better detect celebrity deepfakes on the platform. After a 404 media investigation into the prevalence of the ads, YouTube deleted more than a thousand videos tied to an advertising ring that used artificial intelligence to make celebrities like Taylor Swift, Steve Harvey, and Joe Rogan pitch Medicare scams. In total, the videos had nearly 200 million views, with both users and celebrities regularly complaining about them. The deletions highlight the cat and mouse game between scammers who use AI and YouTube. These particular ads sat on the platform for months, despite many complaints from users and from some of the celebrities themselves. We are reviewing the ads shared with us and have already removed several for violating our policy against clickbait and sensationalist tactics, a Google spokesperson told 404 Media. 
We've also taken appropriate action against the associated accounts. We are constantly working to enhance our enforcement systems in order to stay ahead of the latest trends and scam tactics and ensure that we can respond to emerging threats quickly. And we're also going to talk about the other AI problem this week involving Taylor Swift. It's, yes, it's bad. Uh, it, but it could result in some good. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to do that in a second in the, the back half of the show because it's, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, before we completely destroy any remaining positivity today, let's talk about some other news that would be considered good if it weren't for the fact that we got to this good news because police departments were doing something fucked up. Yeah, Ring will no longer allow police to request doorbell camera footage from its users, which is great news simply due to the fact that these home security cameras are so ubiquitous at this point that Ring has essentially created a massive surveillance state filled with little to no regulation. Yeah, it's a private sector panopticon. It's interesting. And, uh... Up until this point, police could just be like, nah, let's just dial into this one right here. Check it out. Yeah. Just see what's going on. I mean, if you have one, I, I've always said, don't point that shit at the street. Put, angle it in a way where it would be useless to the police. Mm -hmm. Here's the Associated Press with the latest on all of this. Amazon-owned Ring will stop allowing police departments to request doorbell camera footage from users, marking an end to a feature that has drawn criticism from privacy advocates. In a blog post on Wednesday, Ring said it will sunset the Request for Assistance tool, which allows police departments and other public safety agencies to request and receive video captured by the doorbell cameras through Ring's Neighbors app. The company did not provide a reason for the change, which will be effective starting this week. Eric Kuhn, the head of Neighbors, said in the announcement that law enforcement agencies will still be able to make public posts in the Neighbors app. Police and other agencies can also still use the app to share helpful safety tips, updates, and community events, Kuhn said. The update is the latest restriction Ring has made to police activity on the Neighbors app following concerns raised by privacy watchdogs about the company's relationship with police departments across the country. Critics have stressed the proliferation of these relationships and users' ability to report what they see as suspicious behavior can change neighborhoods into a place of constant surveillance and lead to more instances of racial profiling. Previously, law enforcement agencies were able to send ring owners who live near an area of an active investigation private emails requesting video footage. Now, Ring hopefully will altogether be out of the business of platforming casual and warrantless police requests for footage to its users. Matthew Goriglia, a senior policy analyst at the digital rights group Electronic Frontier Foundation, said in a statement on Wednesday. And it's important to note, however, that law enforcement agencies, they can still access videos using a search warrant. But yeah, I mean, make them get the warrant. And also this helps with uh, just completely like paranoid people throughout your own neighborhood constantly bombarding the police with like things that aren't even real and also posting stuff and getting everyone worked up about something that in some cases isn't even a fucking crime at yeah. all. It's just them kind of being racist. Yeah, thankfully I don't live in a white neighborhood so I don't see that too much <laughs> yeah. on, uh, I mean I, I check the neighbor's app like a couple times a year and then the, the citizen app is fascinating. It's like it's a horror, it's like evil, it's an evil app. Yes, I, it is, it, but, absolutely. Uh, but it is fascinating. But uh, yeah, in my neighborhood, it's just people stealing packages off porches, which I'm like, yeah, get the word out about that. Sure. That is uh, that is annoying. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, I, you see some of these, some of these other neighborhoods, it's like literally just someone, it's like they're doing George Zimmerman, but like remotely. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Losing their minds over just like, the suburbs a black child walking yes. down my street. Insane. They must be up to no good. Yeah. That, those are the posts that, posts that come out of the suburbs these days. It's insane. 
But look, we do have more news for you in a little bit, but just let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue, and instead get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. And Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. You need a special occasion meal? Well, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. You want a great uh, Valentine's date dinner? Plop it on the plate, organize it real nice. She'll love it. What if I were to use Factor to substitute my own cooking? <laughs> <laughs> when things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Stress less over mealtimes in the new year. Factor's no prep, no mess meals free up time otherwise spend shopping, cooking, and cleanup. No more wasting time in the kitchen. Uh, my favorite one from this week was the uh, garlic mashed potatoes and chicken thighs. It was delicious. Oh, baby. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is, it's already come in handy for my goals. I finished a half marathon last weekend. Yeah, thanks to Woo! Factor. Yes, thank you, Factor. Uh, Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during frantic times. So head to factormeals.com newsday50 and use code newsday50 to get 50% off. That is code newsday50 at factormeals.com newsday50 to get 50% off. Okay, back to the news now, and moving on to the, the other horrors that are haunting all of us this week. Uh, there was an absolutely massive AI deepfake problem that completely took over Twitter this week when sexually explicit photos of Taylor Swift started popping up all over the social media platform with the photos and conversations surrounding them spreading so rapidly that the term Taylor Swift AI was included on the global trending tab. And clicking onto that topic would have immediately sent the user to a list of tweets that was filled with the uncensored images Many of the posts coming from verified users who pay Elon Musk at least $8 a month to have their posts elevated on the platform. Mm -hmm. We live in hell. Yes. So these photos, they were uh, disgusting manipulations of the pop star in various scenarios that weren't just explicit, but like directly implied like assault. Like this, even glancing at this, you're like, well, that, what that is depicting is non-consensual. Yes. Um, so yeah, horrific, and also brought to light one of the darkest sides of AI photo creation, which has been used against the public for a little while now. And the fact that this, in particular, happened so publicly to arguably one of the most public figures on Earth, it's exposed the glaring issues related to the severe lack of regulation in the space, as well as the obvious issues that Twitter, or X, still faces when it comes to even the most basic moderation standards. The photos were eventually taken down, but only after hours of being available and actively being spread by more and more people. Yeah, only after Elon, Ian Miles Chong could get like four or five crank sessions in. 
Then yeah. he's like, Elon, it's okay. You can take him down. And a lot of these, a lot, especially because if you clicked on the trending thing, blue checks are going to rise to the top. This was being spread by people who pay to be verified users. And in theory, are trying to make ad revenue off yeah. of posting stuff like this. And also only being removed after, by some estimates, of getting 45 million views in the process. Well, I mean, what, what is a view? So, and we actually reported a ton of these to X to see what they would even do about this. We did get a response that the accounts that posted the images had been locked down until they would remove the offending images, which seems like a pretty light touch way to police this sort of thing. Free speech, baby. Free speech, and it also includes non-consensual deepfake pornography. You can't tweet again until you delete that. Well, our work here is done. So still, that this happened to Taylor Swift, it could and should have swift and severe repercussions towards those who created and or spread the images. Uh, the service that was used, as well as the social media platform itself. I mean, it is unfortunate that no one seems to care about the blatant misuse of this technology until it happens to an extremely popular celebrity. But if Taylor Swift is the reason that we get actual good regulations, we will all owe her a debt of gratitude for not only dealing with this happening to her, but by having a strong enough presence to actually change the way this stuff is dealt with on a global level. I mean, we saw this with the, uh, the fappening yeah. About 10 years ago, and I, I, at the time, people were like, "What? Why are all the? Why is Google and all these platforms like? Uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do this for just your average Joe, but they're they're really pulling out all the stops to remove this content. And it's like, yeah, but that led to like way way more concrete legislation yes. on the books that actually does help everyone. So it was good in the end. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with more on all this and the potential fallout, here is the verge. Sexually explicit AI-generated images of Taylor Swift have been circulating on X, formerly Twitter, over the last day in the latest example of the proliferation of AI-generated fake pornography and the challenge of stopping it from spreading. One of the most prominent examples on X attracted more than 45 million views, 24,000 reposts, and hundreds of thousands of likes and bookmarks before the verified user who shared the images had their account suspended for violating platform policy. The post was live on the platform for around 17 hours prior to its removal. And they add that a report from 404 Media found that the images may have originated in a group on Telegram where users share explicit AI-generated images of women often made with Microsoft Designer. Users in the group reportedly joked about how the images of Swift went viral on X. Swift's fan base has criticized X for allowing many of the posts to remain live for as long as they have. In response, fans have responded by flooding hashtags used to circulate the images with messages that instead promote real clips of Swift performing to hide the explicit fakes, which will ultimately result in uh, Lindy Yaccarino being like, engagement is at an all-time high. Can you see, look how many people are on here posting. Taylor, post your next uh, concert film directly to X. It's all of her fans are posting all this great footage and photos. It's like, it all happens on X. Yeah. Taylor Swift uh, pictures and videos, Taylor Swift non-consensual deep fake pornography. It all happens on X. Yeah. Anyway, according to the Daily Mail, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but according to them, Taylor Swift is furious about the AI images circulating online and is considering legal action against the sick deep fake porn site hosting them, DailyMail.com can reveal. The singer is the latest target of the website that flouts state porn laws and continues to outrun cybercrime squads. 
A source close to Swift said on Thursday, whether or not legal action will be taken is being decided, but there is one thing that is clear. These fake AI-generated images are abusive, offensive, exploitative, and done without Taylor's consent and or knowledge. The Twitter account that posted them does not exist anymore. It is shocking that the social media platform even let them be up to begin with. And they're referencing a site that we're not going to name, but uh, that was hosting these directly on their website. Not sure if they were the ones that created it, according to 404. Uh, a Telegram group did, but they were hosted on an actual website. Yeah. So uh, that's what they're talking about with the initial litigation. Um, anyways, moving on. In order to not leave this episode on a completely sour note, it brings us at least a tiny bit of joy to let you know that Jon Stewart has agreed to return to The Daily Show at least one night a week. This is so weird. It's like my dad coming back after 10 years away, and it's like, hmm. I did miss you, but things have changed quite a lot. You could still, <laughs> you could still uh, have positive change on my life, but we are missing those important years. I mean, he was good at his job, and like, I mean, yeah, I think this is a net good. It's just very it, funny. It's, it's very, he's very good at convincing an otherwise unengaged part of the population to at least be aware of things yeah, that happen. Yeah, but I also, I feel like John Oliver has very much taken that place. But in, he's not only on a premium, premium platform. Uh, he is on a premium platform they that put is the so whole, bad. They put the whole thing up on YouTube the day after. Sure. Uh, anyways, if nothing else, this will hopefully be a good step forward at getting at least a few generations of people to pay closer attention to politics in an extremely vital election year. And those generations being mainly Gen X and Millennials. But hey, maybe also some of Gen Z will be into this too if Comedy Central aggressively hosts clips on social media platforms the way that John Oliver does. Viacom being smart with the going, you know, with the, the tide of technology. Yeah, we'll see about that. No, these clips are going to be a Paramount Plus exclusive. Probably. They're uh, probably going to strike this video for even posting a picture of John Stewart. True. Fucking Viacom. Still, uh, we would have been absolutely thrilled if the permanent host was Roy Wood Jr., which is what we were hoping for. They blew it. But this is a, a decent consolation prize. And if nothing else, continues at least one more bit, original bit of programming for Comedy Central, which has recently been reduced to nothing more than reruns, reruns of sitcoms that they didn't even produce alongside an endless supply of South Park. Yeah, it's gone the way of MTV. It's fucking sad. It is literally just The Office. It's like a dead mall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with more on how Jon Stewart fits back into the chair and his responsibilities of hosting one night a week, but also being an executive producer, here's Variety. Comedy Central is reaching back to the past to keep its long-running The Daily Show going in the present. After scuttling a months-long search for a new host, the Paramount Global Network said it has enlisted Jon Stewart, who presided over the late-night mainstay's most popular era, to serve as its host on Monday nights throughout the 2024 election cycle and to run the program. He's expected to play an oversight role at Daily that could extend through 2025 and will start his on-air duties February 12th. Various Daily Show correspondents will host the program Tuesday through Thursday nights, and Jen Flans, the current executive producer, will continue her duties on the show. But again, look, th this isn't the first choice we would have made. Roy Wood Jr. was right there, and they bungled it. They bungled it so badly. That he uh, just ended up quitting. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it would have been great to you know have an exciting new permanent host, but the tactic that they're playing seems like it should boost viewership enough to spill over into the other correspondents and raise their profiles as well. It's a, they got a great farm team there on The Daily Show. The, yeah. The amount of people that come out of The Daily Show correspondent, uh, like, corral is kind of insane. Yes. People you don't even remember were Daily Show correspondents. Uh, speaking of The Office, Steve Carell. 
Yes. Yeah. John Oliver. Uh, it's an endless supply. Yeah, it's It's wild. like SNL for career making. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's good. So either way, if this does anything at all to get certain generations to at least be somewhat aware of what's at stake this year, it's a net positive, but... Plus, he is really good at making dumb politicians look as dumb as they are. He's been responsible for pushing legislation that's very positive in Washington, the 9-11 responder yeah. stuff. So he's... People listen to him. Yeah, he... Uh, it's, it's, it's been... It's been bad. Basically, you can sync up when he left the show with everything going horribly wrong in this country. So maybe maybe this is the magic that turns this all around. I doubt it, but uh, hey, willing to try anything at this point. Please. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's the end of the, uh, the episode. We're going to have a lot more news for you tomorrow on Weekly Weird News. So be sure to, uh, if you're not, first, I saw someone that was like, I, I get all your videos, but I'm not subscribed. I'm like, look, it, it helps in many ways. So just hit the subscribe button yeah, if you haven't. come on. But the biggest thing you can do to help is hitting that like button. So hit, scroll up, hit the, there you go. Hit do the it. like button. Thank do you so it. much. We really appreciate it. And if for some reason you missed our other videos this week, uh, which you might have missed the last one because it had some naughty words. It did. Uh, you check both of those out over here and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.